Hey, and welcome to the Heavy Sweater Podcast. My name is John King. If this is your first time listening, this is the Heavy Sweater Podcast, the deep dive into the beginnings of musicians and bands of the heavy variety. And this week, we've got Defeated Sanity's Josh Welshman. It's a fucking really wild episode. If you're into, like, brutally heavy bands, this is definitely one for you. We get into Josh's journey through heavy music and a lot into, like, the New England heavy music scene and like for you that don't know we even bring it up in the episode like not many people know what new england is it's that like section of america that's um it's like maine massachusetts rhode island connecticut new hampshire and vermont i'm pretty sure um yeah it's like that area and we even get into the online project that josh started that led to him filling in for Defeated Sandy and then ultimately joining Defeated Sandy. And, like, how it is being in a band that's in another country. Because Josh is American and Defeated Sandy German, which is pretty wild. But, yeah, so that's what the episode is. With all that being said, it's Sunday. You know what that means. I'm also feel Like, I'm recording this just after playing a show. I feel fucked. But getting the content out for you, so... It's Sunday, you know what that means. Fucking get it, dog. Hey, man, how you doing? Doing well. How about yourself? Yeah, fucking killing it. Tired as fuck, but just plugging away. I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just how it is, man. I feel like the older I'm getting, the more I'm just like tired perpetually. Oh, no doubt. I mean, I just hit 30 uh, this past December and I felt oh, like overnight, sick. overnight I was transported into uh, the, uh, a different dimension where yeah. <laughs> days are shorter. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, days are so quick. Like, I'm 27 now. Days are quick. Years are quick. I forget everything. I think I, oh, got, yeah. de- I got dementia straight up. Oh yeah, I feel that <laughs> definitely. At least on a at least on a few times a week basis. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like days, I'll just be like, "Oh, what day is it?" it feels like Wednesday, and it's like Sunday, and I'm like, "Sick." Oh, I've been that way for years. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking rad. Yeah, I don't blame it. Yeah, well, fuck yeah, man. We'll get into like everything with music for you, and like, do you remember the first sort of heavyish band you remember hearing and being like, "That's fucking sick." Oh man, so if I'm gonna. If I'm going to travel through time, I got to yep. think it was probably, I was really young, but probably the first even like remotely heavy band that I got into was uh, Drowning Pool. Oh, Bodies? Remember, Bodies, yeah. Yes. That, was the first, that was the first like heavy <laughs> song so I ever good. heard. Um, Good track. And then, uh, yeah, so Drowning Pool, Corn, yep. um, Slipknot, that all kind of came around similar age. Like yeah. I was probably in like, I was in elementary school, probably like third, fourth grade for any uh, U.S. residents Ooh. listening. Oh, that's young, uh, young for yeah. you. I was, uh, I, I had heard Cannibal Corpse by the time I was in like fourth or fifth grade. Yeah, fuck yeah, that's sick. So definitely inappropriate for <laughs> yeah. the, for for that, uh, for that age, I would say probably. Oh, that's sick as fuck. So new metal was the beginning for you. Oh, definitely. I mean, that was just, uh, I mean, you know, early 2000s, that was yeah. kind of like what was, you know that that was the earworm back then that you just were yeah. hearing all the time. You know, like that. I think it was around the time that second Slipknot record came out. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think Corn had just released uh, like Full Elevator. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, follow the leader is probably around that time. Actually, yeah. I'm thinking about it. take a look in the mirror. That was the first oh, corn record yeah. I think I heard. Actually, now that I'm thinking yeah. about it. Fuck yeah! What an album. Oh yeah. So sick. Oh yeah. I honestly still every now and again I I, I wind back and listen to some of those old corn albums oh, that fuck I yeah. listen yeah. to as a kid, and I'm like, you know what? I could still enjoy this shit, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah screw the haters. Yeah. Screw the haters. Old corn, old Slipknot, old Limp Biscuit. So yep. Sick. What about crazy oh, all that stuff still holds up? Yeah, fuck yeah. What about Crazy Town? Who? Crazy Town, the Butterfly Band. I don't know that one. The uh, it's they're like they were slightly associated with new metal. They were like a butt rock new metal band, and they had like okay. a red, red Hot Chili Peppers sample in the start of their song. Okay, interesting. Yeah. I'm not I'm not familiar actually. I don't really. Think. That's wild because yeah. like they were huge here. Even now, yeah. like, if you bring up like Crazy Town and Butterfly from Crazy Town, yeah. people are like, oh fuck, but they're like a California band. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I think yeah. if you that, one, here, that one slipped up. That one slipped under my uh, my early year radar. <laughs> Sick. I think if you heard it, you'd be like, oh, this makes sense. They're just yeah. like total I'm sure. Chad metal. Okay, Chad metal, yeah. totally. <laughs> yeah, sure. And butt rock, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sick. Cool, man. So new metal, and then from there, you go obviously off on your own journey and find Cannibal Corpse and shit. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it was, uh, I, you know, I talked to... I talk to people all the time about how I had a very, uh, I guess you could say, unconventional journey through the, uh, the, um, the annals of uh, heavy metal uh, upbringing. You know what I mean? Yeah. As far as most people, you know, start with like you know, Black Sabbath, and then like work their way to the heavier stuff. You know, like work their way through, um, you know, Black Sabbath, uh, you know, Judas Priest, all that yeah. kind of stuff, which I, I heard Judas, Judas Priest actually really early on. That was my first uh, heavy metal concert was a oh, Judas sick. Priest concert. I was probably in uh, maybe sixth grade, seventh grade. Oh, I, I was ma- like probably 11 years old, yeah, something like that, <laughs> That's um, so 11 or 12 years old. Um, but with, with extreme music, it all started with I found uh, – Live Cannibalism, the, that live uh, Cannibal Corpse record. Okay, yeah. I found, yeah. That, I found that in a local record store, and I was like, so whoa, that, that album cover is crazy. And that was the yeah. only one they had. I just, like, totally stumbled upon it. That's um, wild. And the music, to me, it was just absolutely insane. It just sounded, like, barbaric and human, and it kind of didn't even yeah. register with me at first, you know what I mean? Okay. Uh, so it sat on my shelf for a little bit, but uh, and then I, you know, I was still digesting all the corn and Slipknot and stuff, and then yeah, yeah. I kind of made a weird transition from there into like hearing like really like obscure ba- at the time like Dying Fetus. Okay, yeah, yeah. Didn't nearly have the following back in like you know the very early two thousands as yeah. they do now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was like Dying Fetus, uh, Circle of Dead Children, who were a uh, they're very they're very kind of obscure um, like death grind band from uh, Pennsylvania. Oh yes, uh, <laughs> so I always I always bring I always have to bring them up because that band had a really huge influence on me, Fuck especially yeah. vocally. Um, but the vocal performances were absolutely unearthly. You know what Fuck I mean? Yeah, that's sick. I'm gonna check them out because that's a rad name. And oh yeah, listen I'm to the album. The, yeah, yeah. the album Human Harvest. Okay. Oh my God, that's one of the most extreme listens you'll ever have. Fuck yes, yeah, sick. <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. I've been back on like a a deep dive of like like Northern European black metal recently. Okay. Yeah. 
Just like, like who? Like, give me a, uh, give me a list. Got to pull my phone up because like that was like a couple of weeks ago. I, I stopped listening to music whenever I'm writing. Yeah. So like, uh, fuck, where are they? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you the the. I think I think Finland is running the black metal scene right now. Oh, for sure. Aminra is like my fucking pinnacle at the moment. It's like so hectic that it's like mostly noise and then just yeah. like screaming like it doesn't even sound like words it's just screaming i'm like yeah this makes me uncomfortable when i'm driving around <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah. yeah oh yeah what, what was the name again amunra amunra i have yeah. to look into them i haven't heard they're that one fucking sick they're nice. sick so like what? them and then like i've been listening to not as like black metal but like brutality will prevail more hardcore shit. okay like yeah fuck with that band so hard nice yeah so from there you go into like cannibal corpse and your more grindy phase uh-huh. <laughs> and what makes you decide that like from listening to those bands you can then do that too as far as being uh like a musician yeah, yeah. Uh, i think well i mean i was growing up i was always inclined towards uh being a musician i mean i played violin early on and oh, uh and picked up guitar uh, never too serious with with anything but like always my number one hobby at the time you know yeah, yeah. um and i started doing vocals when i was uh man probably like 11 years old i started like first dabbling with vocals and i was in my first band when i was like 12 13 years old oh, that's um, wild. and very quickly playing shows and i played shows all through middle school high school um and yeah just being a vocalist like kind of is what stuck with me that's I felt I had a, I felt I had almost an innate ability to kind of, you know, just mess with my voice and do yeah. some really disgusting sounds, you know. That's fucking so sick. So young. That's fucking wild. Yeah, it's 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 weird. And I mean, like, at the time, like, at least a lot of the people in my in my circle were like, couldn't believe like the the ability that I had at the time to, especially in the lower register, to be able to drop as low as I could as like yeah. a 12 year old, you know? That's so sick. That's Obviously so it evolved good, over right? time. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just funny to look back and think about that kind of stuff, you know? That's fucking crazy, man. And where'd, right. you, grow, where'd you grow up? Because at the moment you're like Seattle area, Washington. Yeah, so, so I moved out here three years ago, but I grew up in Rhode Island, which okay. is on the East Coast. Yeah, 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 like uh, up near. Most people don't know where that is, but uh, yeah, I, I, I just tell people, <laughs> I tell people Boston. Yeah, yeah, it's like the New England area. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. See, somebody knows. Yeah, there you I'm, go. I'm educated. Some people, know, some people in the U.S. don't even know what New England is. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. Wise. That's why I have to tell people I'm just from Boston, because I don't yeah, feel like explaining it. Yeah, that's fair. That's like probably yeah. the, the most people know Yeah, it'd be like the major city that people know in that area. Exactly. Yeah, yeah at least sure. the closest in proximity. You know. Yeah, for sure. That's sick. So, like, Rhode Island. What's the scene like there when you were growing up? Uh, I mean, relatively small, but I mean, it, it's always had its thing going on. You know. Okay. It's it's particularly these days. It's particularly active with black metal, war metal, stuff like that. I have a lot of friends back home still, like good friends that I've been friends with since. God, I can't even remember when. Um, yeah, yeah. Like grade school friends who are all still pretty active in the scene, playing in a few war metal bands. That's um, <laughs> But uh, I mean, our our claim to fame in the metal world is Vital Remains. Okay, fuck yeah. So that's like the hometown band. They're from Providence. Oh, see. Cool. Um, 
So I got to see Vital Remains in like I, I've seen Vital Remains probably like five or six times, and I got to see him in like oh, tiny yeah. little clubs and stuff, you oh, know. So like sick. right around, actually, like I think I discovered Vital Remains right as Dechristianized came out. Okay. Fuck you, so sick. kind of a really awesome time to be seeing them live too, because yeah, I've seen them, yeah. I've seen them with a multitude of lineups too. Yeah, um, I actually got to see them play with Glenn Benton too. Okay, which is uh, I don't think too many people can say, which was yeah. absolutely amazing. That's crazy, and for that area, like it's it seems like not living in that area, obviously, hmm. <laughs> it seems like everything in that area is kind of in close proximity. Like it's not too far away from like each of the states around it, like Mass and New York and PA. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, everything's, yeah, it's, like, it's, it's a short drive to anywhere, basically, you know what I mean? And, yeah, yeah. Uh, at, at the time, you know, like, with the death metal scene being what it was in uh, Massachusetts at the time, like, we had bands like Dysentery, Abnormality, okay. um, Porphyria at the time, who later evolved into Parasitic Extirpation. Okay. All of... Okay. Uh, if you're familiar with uh, Blue from, uh, he plays with Fit for an Autopsy now. Okay, those, yeah, were yeah. All, those were all blue bands, which is what, what <laughs> kind of what we call them now, because <laughs> he played right. in like every band, every band in the in the Boston area underground at the time. Okay, fine. Um, but yeah, it was great to be like kind of in proximity to those guys because I got to see them all the time. Yeah, um, and a, a lot of uh, tours that were going through that were more in, you know, the more brutal vein. One of his bands was uh, more than likely going to be playing the show too. Sick, yeah. Fuck yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. This is oh, wild. Yeah. Like I knew, like the East Coast had like a bit of a hardcore scene, um, mm-hmm. and then like to me, it seemed like more of like the heavier, heavier styles of music came from like the Midwest area. But to hear like the East Coast has like this crazy black metal scene, that's fucking wild. Oh yeah, and I mean. Yeah, as far as death metal goes, I guess you get, I mean, you get different flavors as you go across the country, especially when we're talking about, like, the late 90s, early 2000s, because you go, like, East Coast, you had Suffocation, obviously, you had Cannibal Corpse, if you're thinking Buffalo, New York, Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, that was early 90s, same with Suffocation, yeah. um, and, uh, and then you get, like, the East Coast flavor, which you got, like, uh, Disgorge, obviously, yeah. um, Severed Savior, um, man, all the legendary Deeds of Flesh. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Deeds of Flesh were Cali. I'd have to look that up again. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, it was just, you know, different flavors. It was like the whole East Coast, West Coast thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in death metal, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instead of shooting each other, they, uh, they sing about eating each other. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but don't actually do it. No. no. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's too nice to actually eat people. A hundred percent. That's sick. Cool. And then, like, from those, like, high school bands that you were in, were any of those bands like touring bands, or were they just like local? Oh no, we were just we were just weekend warrior local band played within a forty-five minute uh, radius of our houses. You know what I mean? (laughs) Sort of a thing. Um, No, I mean, yeah, it was it was a young age to be playing. I mean, we played like. I want to say there was a good stretch of time over a few years where I was only in one band. It was called Death Haven. Um, it was kind of a, it was like a deathcore band, like kind of like Whitechapel, uh, despised okay. icon influenced. Um, and uh, yeah, so we played. We, we had a good streak where we were playing maybe every two weeks, you know, either locally or you know so, somewhere in Massachusetts, Connecticut, somewhere like yeah. that. Um, 
And, uh, yeah, no, no serious touring or anything like that, um, obviously. Granted, we were still uh, getting lifts from our parents to go play <laughs> yeah, stuff sure. like that, you know. Um, we, were all, we were all, all the same age. Okay. Yeah, it was great. It was a great yeah. kind of uh, being able to, you know, be green at that young of an age and be able to, you know, kind of get a feel for what it is to play live and, you yeah. know, deal with the live show environment and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> and and local scenes. Oh, yeah, totally. Because well. they totally. can be pretty, pretty brutal. So I think oh, yeah. around that from as young as possible, you get to like grow up and like see like certain things to avoid or like people to stay away from. Oh, totally. Yeah. There's, you know, there's a microclimate for every like area code, I guess you could yeah. say. You know what <laughs> I mean? sure. That's sick. So like, what's the first band from those bands that you're like, all right, this is, we're taking it serious. We're getting the job done. Um, so, I mean, I was pretty much only in one band all throughout high school that that band i've mentioned death haven yeah. um i was with we, we were a band for probably a good i want to say six years Sweet. um and that was all through middle school and high school yeah. and then i left that band and the band kind of like dissolved once we all went separate ways okay. um some of us went to college some didn't i don't know what yeah. those guys are up to <laughs> these days. um but then i went to college and i actually did a solo project called autonomy Okay. Which is kind of, it was more brutal death metal stuff. It was more like kind of disgorge, like yeah. old school decrepit birth sort of uh, um, a vibe. But I did everything. I did the drum programming and played Sweet. guitar, did vocals, wrote all the music and stuff like that. I put out a couple of things. Um, and yeah, it just allowed me to like network with the scene and like people liked yeah. what I was doing. Um, and eventually it's what led uh, Defeated Sanity to uh, discovering me as a vocalist. Oh, sick. Um, so yeah, total, uh, if, if I could, uh, give anybody advice, it's like, yo, if you want to like write music and like, just do your own thing, do a project, just do it. You know yeah, what I mean? You never know what it could yield down the line, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean that, it was, I, I never played live with that project granted. I could never okay. find, uh, I could never end up pulling together a lineup to actually do the stuff live, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. given my my location and stuff like that. I couldn't find anybody in the area who was like committed to learning the music and playing shows and stuff like that. So unfortunately yeah. it was only a studio project. Um, I feel like yeah, that's, I never played yeah. live for that. Okay. I feel like that's kind of the sort of downside of like doing a, a solo project type thing of like, you don't have the people built in to the project mm -hmm. opposed to like, being in a regular band like you find people to fill certain roles and then you move from there but like I'm sick that like that led to defeated sanity finding you and you're right 100 like if you just want to get your name out there by just doing something then just do something like totally i'm, I'm all for just doing the work instead of like waiting for the work to happen to you totally yeah you kind of got to just you know if it's something you want to do like to take the discipline or uh you know, just be disciplined and learn how to do things correctly. Like, you know, learn how to play guitar well and, yeah. you know, learn how to do vocals, learn how to program drums and stuff like that. Um, you know, obviously don't do it if you don't know how to do any of that stuff, yeah. of course. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, um, you know, if you have the means and you have the, the talent and you have the drive, by all means, go for, for it. Because, sure. yeah, again, you never know you never know what doors that, that kind of thing could even open up, you know? 100%. Fuck yeah, sick. So, Defeated Sanity pop up. They're like, hey, you're fucking sick of what you do. 
chuck some yells on our stuff. What happens, from, what happens from there? So, essentially, what how that all came to be was I actually did a vocal cover of uh, Consumed by Repugnance okay. right when uh, Chapters of Repugnance came out, um, or a little while after. Um, so Lilla, the drummer and uh, mastermind behind Defeated Sanity, had heard that video, and he was also familiar with my project Autonomy at the time. Okay. Um, and he reached out just saying, hey, that was a good cover. Um, and then he sent me an instrumental version of a more um, intricate song vocally that, you know, with way more fucked up rhythmic stuff, like more okay. Defeated Sanity-esque stuff. Yeah. Um, and he was like, when you get some time, do a cover of this one, because I'd be curious to hear, like if you could really pull this one off and I sent it back to him and yeah, he was like, dude, you absolutely nailed it. I'll hit you up sometime. If I ever need, if we ever need like a fill in vocalist or something, I was like, yeah, right. Okay, cool. Um, That's wild. <laughs> but surely enough, I think it was, man. So that had to have been like, uh, what year was that? I'm trying to think that had to have been like 2011 sometime, okay. 2012 maybe. Yeah, yeah. And then surely enough, like four, three, four years later, I get a message from Lilla because uh, they had a U.S. tour booked um, for 2015. Okay. Uh, and Connie at the time, uh, this was right before, or not right before, but it was before Disposal of the Dead and Dharmata came out. Okay. Um, and Connie was leaving the band and he wasn't able to do the U.S. tour. So Lilla hit me up and he was like, hey man, I know it's been a while, but I want to see if you were interested in doing vocals on this tour. I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah, that's fucking sick. So I just I just jumped headfirst into the pool, you know? Fuck yeah. I feel like that's the best way to go about it, for sure. Oh, totally. I just mean, like, yes. hey, we're doing this, you want to do it? And just being like, fuck oath. Yeah, totally. Totally. So, yeah, so... That was... Uh, he had hit me up in 2014. I want to say it was like sometime like in the fall... Okay. And the tour was the the following summer of uh, 2015, so I had a decent amount of time to you know get my chops together and learn the set list and all that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. And I did a lot of back and forth with Lilith between that time and because uh, because we never really met up for any f any rehearsals or anything oh, until wow. until those guys ended up in the in the states for oh, the tour. And we yeah. met up. I think it was maybe three days before the tour started and rehearsed for a couple of days. That's um, fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, so it was it was it was a crazy time. So yeah, we we met up. We did two days of rehearsals and just went for it. You know, I think that was like a two and a half three week tour. Wow. And that was my first tour ever. That's so crazy. That would have been like impressive for them to see, like that on a such short notice. You're like, yep, I'll do it. Get it all sorted. Smash rehearsals. Smash out a tour. Yeah. And I think, I mean, that resonated, especially with Lilla at the time. Yeah. Um, granted, you know, it's a pretty tall... Defeated Sanity is a pretty uh, difficult band to be a vocalist for, especially with all the complexities in the music, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And the vocals aren't very vanilla in that sense, as, uh, you know, they, they do some pretty wacky stuff, too. It's not just, like, complicated music with, like, pretty straightforward yeah, vocal. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, the vocals it's pretty match. heavy material. Yeah, it's pretty heavy material a lot of the time, and uh, yeah, I mean, and, and I just had a musical background, like I'm I'm trained musically, like I went to yeah. college for music and uh, sound engineering, um, and I've been a musician to in some respect all my life, whether it be yeah. you know violin when I was like a, a little wee one, yeah. um, and playing guitar and you know learning how to program drums, doing all that kind of stuff when I was younger, yeah. so. Um, 
yeah, I mean, I had the musical education to allow me to really be kind of an active participant in the music, you know what I mean? For that band as well? For for Defeated. Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as, like, really being able to get my head into the, the oh, okay, yeah. really complex rhythmic yeah. uh, stuff they got they have going on and yeah. stuff like that. Because it's, it, it's, it's really not material that a lot of people who aren't, like, formally musically trained could really pull off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, being so, like, convincing. intricate and, like... Uh, progressive almost oh yeah exactly because i mean i mean not to throw shade at any vocalists of course yeah, but yeah. i mean a lot a lot of death metal is pretty unless you're talking any sort of tech stuff a lot of death metal especially if you're gonna kind of go into like the slam area or like kind of like more straightforward brutal death metal stuff yeah, yeah. a lot of it is pretty straightforward at least from the vocal arrangement standpoint it's pretty yeah straightforward right there's not many places for them to move it's just like yeah exactly short yeah it's it's and and, you know the vocal arrangements are relatively straightforward a lot of the time um which again serves the music well for a lot of bands you know but defeated is kind of a different animal in the sense that the vocals the vocals sometimes are doing something completely off on their own um rhythmically from the rest of the band so it takes somebody who's really rhythmically musically trained to be able to pull that kind of stuff off you know for sure which like services the songs perfectly it's not like it's intricate vocally for like self-gratification it's like servicing the entire art piece totally exactly everything everything has its part and defeated and honestly if there's a lot of songs where if one part isn't there it's almost like it almost doesn't make sense you know what i mean especially speaking Speaking to the material on our latest album, the Sanguinary Impetus, it's like, you know, if there's one element that's not there at a lot in a lot of scenarios, like uh, there's a lot of songs where if you know you took out the vocal, you took out the bass, like it's almost like there's there's really something missing rhythmically. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. No, that makes sense. That's like I think like yeah. explaining it in that amount of depth, no other vocalist would be like, I'm offended by that. They'd be like, that makes sense. Yeah. No. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, not my goal to offend no. any vocalist, no. obviously. We're all doing uh, the same thing together. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's sick, man. Well, like, the new album came out in 2020. What was that like, putting that together, being from, like, other countries during this fucking whole deal? So, it came out, yeah, it came out July 2020, but it actually was finished and basically ready to release before COVID oh, happened. That's excellent. Um, Fuck. Yeah, just, uh, we had... Uh, we just had July. I think it was July as the um, as the release date already planned with Willow Tip at the time. We finished it. We we were actually in the studio together for two weeks in January oh, of 2020. Uh, we were. I had recorded most. I want to say like maybe like 75 percent of the vocals I recorded myself at home. Okay. Um, and then we all went to uh, Colin Marston's place in uh, in Queens, New York. We all met up there to finish the the vocal production. And then we mixed and mastered it there as well with all of us there. Fuck yeah. Um, so yeah, we had a finished product where the album was done when we left there. Um, and yeah, it was just all the, you know, kind of the paperwork stuff yeah, after yeah, the fact. The, so yeah, when COVID hit, it was, what, what, what was really hard was um, when that album dropped and we couldn't tour it, yeah. you know? Like, I mean, we were on tour when COVID hit. We were on a U.S. Oh, tour with Origin oh. and Beneath the Massacre. Um, but again, that, that was before the album came out. So it wasn't technically like a, uh, a tour supporting our new record at the time, yeah, yeah. but 
we knew what was coming. We're gonna drop. We we knew okay, this isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Like we're not gonna be playing live anytime soon. Yeah. yeah. But this album's dropping, so yeah. yeah. We basically just dropped it into the void, you know. Of uh, you know, okay, it exists. People hear it. People are stoked about it. But who knows when you're gonna get to hear the stuff live? Yeah. And finally, two years later, we just we we actually I'm just a couple of days fresh off finishing our first tour back. Fuck yes, uh, just got back uh, a couple of days ago from Sick. playing. We we played the almost the whole album in its entirety. We admitted two songs um, to, to allow for playing some old classics. You know, yeah, yeah. Was that um, just a so U.S. Fun. run? It was just, yeah, it was a full U.S. run. Thirty Fuck shows. Yeah. Um, it was 30 shows in 31 days. We had one day off. That's insane. It was a pretty Fuck. brutal time. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, trying not to do that again. Yeah, I'd like a couple, sure. of days, <laughs> a couple of days off would be absolutely awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a great tour. I could, I have I, I don't want to complain too much because it was really amazing. It was just, yeah, no. it was great to be back after two years of doing nothing basically. Yeah. Um, sure. and finally being able, cause really the way that this album worked out um we there were only a few songs that we had actually gotten a jam before we even hit the studio okay um i want to say there was maybe three songs that we had um kind of built up to a point where i could actually jam vocals with those guys in the same room before we even went on uh before we even hit the studio i'm trying to remember what tour we were on or what shows we were playing uh where we had actually gotten to rehearse but I want, but probably like seventy percent of that album, we didn't even play in the same room for the first time until this tour. Wild. Yeah, That's so crazy. wild. That's sick, though. Yeah, well, so like, we finally got to play these songs together. It was uh, kind of an unreal experience. Yeah, for sure. And like the amount of time between like it coming out and being able to tour it, people would have had time to sit on the album and be like this is fucking sick and like i can't wait to see this live so that when you do get to play it live they're like i'm fucking gonna go see that oh totally um and yeah there was definitely enthusiasm for certain songs off the record you know it's not like yeah. uh you know sometimes a band tours a new album like like it literally just dropped yeah like a week before they go on tour and like <laughs> yeah, you yeah. haven't had time to properly digest the record yet yeah for sure. you don't know yeah. what the heavy hitters are on the album yet you don't yeah. know what the you don't know how the crowd's gonna react yeah. Uh, coming from the the band's perspective, you don't know which songs are really going to get the crowd going and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 we yeah, actually yeah. had that on this tour where there were certain songs we played where, you know, eight out of ten nights, the crowd reacted to like three out of the what seven songs that we played yeah. from the new album, and we're like, okay, we kind of we can figure what the heavy hitters are at this yeah, point. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like having um, the the instant like feedback of like. That's a song totally. I fuck with, and it seems to be like yeah. a universal listing of songs that people fuck with. Totally. And yeah, even when it came to like, I mean, there were some songs where, you know how a live show goes, some songs you don't even announce the name, there's like maybe yeah. a sample before it or whatnot, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but certain songs we, we would announce like, oh, this song is, uh, this next one's called Propelled Into Sacrilege, for example, yeah, yeah. Um, and people would go like, yeah. Yeah, fuck um, <laughs> so it was great to like hear that feedback of people who know these songs yeah. well you know and they're like oh they're, they're songs that people are really stoked to hear live so i feel like that was one kind of positive to having that long lapse in time between sure. the release of a record and actually being able to tour to support it was really that kind of digestive period for the yeah. audience to know the the material well enough to be able to 
recognize it live, you know, but yeah, from definitely. a song by song basis. Definitely. Especially like, I remember when it hit here, like in Australia real hard, it was like one day you were like allowed to go outside and then it was just like, no, you're staying home now. Like don't go anywhere. Yeah. And then yeah. I think like a week later, Trivium put out a new album and the user put out a new album. And I was like, well, fuck, like, there's all this content I can just fucking listen to now. So I don't yeah. have to worry about going anywhere. I can just sit and listen to music or watch a TV show or watch a movie I haven't seen yet. You know what? I mean, it's like, you know, when shit hit the fan, everybody turned to artists, you know? Fuck Oath. Yep. It's, it's true. Yeah. You know? So and we're here yeah, to give them what they need. Totally. You know, yeah. And it was kind of, uh, it kind of felt nice in a way, you know, like, especially because we were one of those, we dropped an album, like, kind of. Not right at the beginning, but I mean, just yeah, a few yeah. months into this whole bullshit. Yeah. Like, I mean, in the in the relative span of two years, like dropping it three months into the whole thing was pretty early on in the yeah, for sure. in the whole in the grand scheme of things. Um, so it felt nice to be able to like contribute something to the to the world to, you know, maybe ease the tension or like help to blow off a little steam. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I feel like especially such a frustrating time across the board it would have been nice for people to have something that's like such a like an aggressive tone to like mm -hmm. relate to and hold on to through that frustrating time of being like i'm annoyed about this but this is like a release of that which is what yeah. heavy music's all about just releasing totally oh totally it's therapeutic yep. it's extreme music is highly therapeutic to me yep. and i know to a lot of people you know definitely while it is an acquired taste, if it is acquired yep. <laughs> to, you know, your own personal palate, man, it's better than any therapy session ever would be. Fuck oh, yeah. for totally. sure, 100%. Sick, man. Well, this chat's been fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, definitely. Sick. Oh, man. I I can't I cannot wait to finally be over there, man. It's oh. uh, we've never we've never played Australia before. We've never been to that yeah. part of the world. It's going to go off. We fuck with heavy music over here. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. You got <laughs> yeah. some, you got some heavy hitters from there. You know, you got Psychropic, you got Disentomb. You know, so right. you know what's up. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm sorry. It was uh, I think our first show is the fourth in. Uh, where are we playing on the first show? Is Brisbane. Uh, Brisbane. Yeah. Really mammoth in Brisbane, the Valley. Yeah. Fuck oh up. man, I'm stoked. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, be it's seventh. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, the seventh. And then Canberra, Crowbar, Sydney, Wollongong, Canberra, Adelaide, Melbourne. Awesome. Just fucking I can't there. wait. I hope all these shows pop off. I don't know the geography of Australia too well. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know even what the drive spans are between these cities, you know? Like, uh, are we looking at, like, four-hour drives between them or, like, seven, eight-hour? Some of them. Uh, Brisbane and Newcastle will probably be about, like, 10 to 11 hours. Really? That long, huh? Yeah, and then uh, Newcastle to Sydney will probably be like two to three hours. Okay. Yeah, uh, I can't remember how far Wollongong is from Sydney, but I know Canberra is another three hours from Sydney. Yeah. And then Adelaide is like sort of... So like if Canberra's here, Adelaide's like over here. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and then like Melbourne's here. So like Canberra, Adelaide, Melbourne. So we're making a nice little kind of semi-triangle. Yeah, you're going across the country a bit. Which is yeah, sick. but uh, yeah. Oh, that's there's, awesome. There'll be heaps of cool scenery. My old boy's a truck driver, so like my entire life, I've just been traveling the country. So nice. You'll have a lot to see. Uh, if it's nighttime, there might be some mim mim lights, which are like these little uh, lights. Some people think they're aliens. Some people think they're spirits. They follow cars and shit along. Oh, the I think I've heard of those actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're wild. I think there's a. Um, 
documentary on Amazon Prime about Mim Mim Lights. Interesting. Yeah, so if you I'll have to look that, that up so I can uh, be prepared mentally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's sick though. Cool, um, man. I'm just hoping nothing tries to kill us out there no, in, the, no, in the old outback. You know what I mean? No, you'll be fine. It'll be good. I gotta check my shoes for scorpions and all that kind no, of stuff fine. in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. you're good. It's all east. Most of this is east coast, so you're like you're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's all the stuff that wants to kill you in the central part yeah, it's of in the, the middle. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> yeah, no, stay away from the middle then. Yeah, yeah. That, the that most place part. is fucked. Yeah, the middle's. Oh yeah. Cooked. <laughs> oh, good to know. Yeah, yeah. Is it Australia like, that has the that is? I'm trying to remember. Isn't there a time of year where there's like uh, uh, everything gets covered in spider webs? Is that in Australia? Um, I don't know. There's spiders pretty much all year round. Really. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I'm thinking of. It might be another part of the world. I <laughs> thought it was like Australia. That. There's like a time of year where like there's like an excessive amount of spiders like blowing their their webs all over everything and like that's there's crazy. like towns towns that get covered in spider webs. Oh, I can't no, remember where this happens. But... <laughs> oh okay. I'm thinking of somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. No, here we have spiders, but like they're pretty chill. Yeah. Yeah. Then like I don't know if it's like just a joke like if we've grown up with them, but like they're not as big as other people say. Yeah. Like sometimes you I get guess. like one as big as your hand, but like very rarely. Now, see, as an American, that is pretty unheard of. <laughs> yeah, you know but I mean? like, like you just throw a shoe at them and they can run away. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, as long as they're friends and not foes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not per- I'm not personally too afraid of spiders or anything yeah. like that. But man, like one the size of my hand, that's not something you encounter in the states too yeah, too yeah, often, yeah. unless yeah. you're really out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. No. Really? Yeah, it's like you could find one. The you are lucky he's coming through like pretty close to winter because it's like summer here right now like just yeah. end of summer snake yeah. season pretty rough oh yeah that's i'm good with snakes <laughs> I, don't fuck, I don't fuck with snakes <laughs> at all yeah. i'm like i'm fucking good yeah yeah oh man yeah it's oh. uh good to know good to know that's, that's one thing <laughs> we were talking about it's like oh huh, i wonder how many things are going to try to kill us while we're yeah, out no, there you'll be fine it'll be metal yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll be fine. Stay away from the uh the oceans because like people don't like t- other tourists don't know how to swim very well and they go to the beach and they're like oh we'll just go for a swim and like currents are fucked and they'll just destroy people. But oh, I've heard, yeah, yeah. Other than that, it's pretty chill. Good to know. Cool. Yeah, like, the, the people are nice. Service station food is like a bit sketchy sometimes, but sometimes it's pretty good. I'm American, so that's no that's that, that's no new territory for me. Yeah, yeah. I just came off the gas station diet yeah, for the past month, so I know I know what's up. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's sick, man. Well, thanks for doing the podcast. We'll get into the last question. I should have let you know beforehand, but I didn't, and I fucked up there. Um, <laughs> the last <laughs> question is usually, "What are your top five favorite bands of all time?" Oh man, yeah, that's it, a loaded question. It rattles people like straight Let's up. See. Oh man, because uh, I almost wonder. Because if I if I'm thinking of like f- top five bands, or if I'm thinking of like top five musical acts, or like it can be anything music or, or composers. Because like I listen to a lot of classical music too. Fuck, yeah, um, it can be any of that. Man. But if we're if uh, let, let's limit it to bands, so that right. I don't spend the next hour just <laughs> nerding soft stuff that nobody's ever heard of in their lives. No, um, okay, so. Strangely enough, I would say actually my favorite band of all time, number one, number one slot is Opeth. Okay, fuck yeah, sick. Um, my Arms Your Hearse is like my favorite record of all time. Fuck yeah, I feel like they're an um, underrated band. They're, I think they 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 get some bad slack just due to the fact that you know their last four or five albums haven't been heavy at all. You know okay. what I mean? They're just um, growing as artists. 
it's fun. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I've loved what they've done ever since, like, say, Watershed, I think, was the last, like, heavier record they put okay. out. Uh, except their last album I did not like for some reason. I don't know. Just didn't I was too key, wasn't too keen on it, but again, it's yeah. not going to change my opinion about the rest sure. of their music, obviously. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, okay, second slot would probably have to be Disgorge. Okay. U, uh, U.S. Disgorge. Sick. Because, uh, man, like, some of the best brutal death metal ever concocted. Fuck yeah, sick. <laughs> was from Disgorge. Uh, Consume the Forsaken is definitely in my top five best albums of all time. Fuck yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, number three, probably have to be Cannibal Corpse just because... Tomb of the Mutilated again, one of yeah, the yeah. one of the heaviest listens, uh, one of the most frequent spinners in my uh, in my personal collection. Fuck yeah! I you feel know, like that, they're the pinnacle of like that genre or subgenre of heavy music because they broke through to like mainstream kind of. Oh yeah! Without changing totally. anything, they're just like people know about Cannibal Corpse. Oh totally, and I mean, you can I mean you listen to Butcher to Birth and you listen to Tomb of the Mutilated. And it kind of it translates into modern brutal death metal. Yeah. And in 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 a lot of ways it's even more extreme, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, especially given the time, you know, not like just look at the album artwork, man. Yeah. Like, like man, that pissed off so many people and it makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah, that's so sick. You know what I mean? Like, that's the the thing about like extreme metal is like how far can we push this like brutality? Totally. Um, so Cannibal Corpse definitely takes the cake there. Um Man, okay, now it's gonna start getting difficult because I got two slots left. <laughs> okay, actually, not too difficult. Number four is probably gonna be Devourment. Okay. Because again, just border boundary pushing music, boundary pushing, uh, you know, lyrically, like concept wise, yeah. just very fucked up stuff. Sick. Um, and I mean, Molesting the Decapitated is one of the heaviest albums <laughs> ever put out. Such in history it's so good and i i can listen to it multiple times in a row like yeah. and just Coming totally get lost you know what i mean it's yeah, just, it's yeah. an amazing record that's um and also I'm, I'm good friends with a lot of the guys in devourment they're just oh, they're, they're the best they're the best dudes i, yeah. I love them guys that's um sick. oh fuck now number five do I have to pull up my Spotify and start browsing <laughs> that has I happened a few times oh my god i'm trying to think uh Okay, hold on. Let me deliberate a couple of things here. All right. Oh, man. This is so hard because I'm like, oh, do I cross genres? Do I... Because uh... I really I really kind of want to say Sargeist, which okay. is a, a, fin a Finnish black metal band. Sick. Um, but there's a lot of contenders for this slot. There's also yeah. um, In Veracity, that, uh, the, the Greek brutal death metal band. Man, I love that band too. That's blown my mind that, that there's a Greek band, like there's Greek heavy music. That is like fucked me up. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. That's fucking crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I might have to go with Sargeist just to switch things okay. up a little bit because I mean, Let the Devil In, that record by Sargeist. Oh my god, expert songwriting, just fucking okay. amazing delivery, amazing production. It's just, it, it's got it all. It's so good. Sick. I'm gonna have to fucking check it out. Then I'm gonna have to check out heaps of these fucking bands because they'll have sick names and sick album names and sick song names. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Even though Circle of Dead Children didn't make it into my top five, that is hundred uh, percent. 
honorable mention. 100% honorable mention. Yeah, that that band is extreme. <laughs> that band is extreme to the max, but I, I think I got to give that slot to Devourment, that, yeah. that fourth slot. That's fair. Sick, man. Just, just for pure frequency of listening, you know? Yeah, yeah. Shit that you like personally, like to listen yeah. to on a regular basis. But man, that Human Harvest by Circle of Dead Children, man, I don't think it gets more extreme than that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you, that album is crazy. That's sick. Cool, man. Well, thanks for doing the podcast again. Of course. Thanks for having me. Anytime, man. And over to that part of the world. Oh, what was that? Sorry. And I can't wait to make it over to that part of the world. I can't wait for you to come over here. It's going to be fucking sick. These shows uh, are going to go off. It's going to pop off. I mean, I think we're uh, I think we're going to bring a special kind of energy with us, you know, granted, awesome. uh, you know, popping the cherry for yeah. uh, for Oceania. That's yeah. technically that part of the world, right? Throw down in Australia. Oh yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. <laughs> That's sick, man. Hell yeah, bro. Done for another week. A huge thank you to Josh for doing the podcast, and a huge thank you to Misha from Overdrive PR for hooking this one up. Go check out Defeated Sanity's latest album, The Sanguinary Impetus. Wherever you listen to music, go check out their back catalog too. Shit's fucking wild. And go check out Josh on Instagram at j underscore Welshman, and go check out Defeated Sanity on Instagram at Defeated underscore sanity underscore official and defeated sanity on Facebook. And I assume they have a Twitter. I haven't looked it up. Um, and if you like what I'm doing over here with the podcast, please follow, share, like, subscribe, tell a friend, um, help grow this thing some more. Cause like, you know, my numbers are doing pretty well. Um, consistent numbers, but like, this is all about growing heavy music as a community. And the thing I give my, my entire life for <laughs> like literally if it's not the podcast it's Shokan if it's not Shokan it's it's like supporting other bands and like yeah listening to local music and listening to international local music and just listening to international bands and local like national bands and stuff yeah music's fucking sick but um actually I might as well get into it now I wasn't sure if I was actually gonna say this on the podcast but um so this weekend, I just played a show with Proposal, Some Heard Trouble, Hang em High. It was fucking sick. Great fucking show. Um, really washed a bad taste out of my mouth from the weekend before when we played uh, Vinny's Dive Bar. And it wasn't anything to do with any of the bands. It was someone who came to see the bands and uh, some kid, well, I don't even want to call him a kid, he's a grown man, um, made a comment to my partner and essentially bullied her so I said something to him about it because to me this scene this community isn't about that and it shouldn't stand for that at any point um you know like none of us in bands really like from listening to all these episodes like none of us were really cool popular guys or girls like like we weren't really popular people so like why should we allow people who are coming to see bands say whatever the fuck they want to hurt people or to upset people? Because that guy went home that night and probably thought he had a fucking sick night and my partner gets to then spend the next three months thinking that that's the impression of her to other people. That's disgusting. So I pulled him aside and I said, that's not going to fly and it's not going to happen again. And, um, yeah, I hope that if 
anybody else in any scene uh, to do with heavy music, whether it be Australian, international, Brisbane, wherever, um, that if you hear someone say something fucked up to hold them accountable for saying something fucked up, because I have no time for that at all, whether it be my partner or not, if it was, if it was said about somebody else and I heard it, I would have been like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what the fuck are you trying, like, what are you saying? You know, it just, it happened to be my partner and I wasn't going to let that fly because like she shouldn't have to go outside and feel uncomfortable because of some fucking idiot. So, so yeah, <clears throat> treat everyone with respect or expect to be called out on it. Anyway, um, next week, not next week, fucking two weeks from now, playing another show, Catalyst, Sedative, Revoid, Shokan. It's going to be fucking sick. King Lear's Throne, Fortitude Valley. Uh, tickets are online at Shokan Band. There's a link in our link tree to that. Um, and yeah, fucking come back next week for a new episode. Fucking thanks.